Welcome back to Fairy Boss Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Alfira Lee. Hi, and I'm your co-host, Lee. Today, let's talk about everything related to lash extension, lash business, and being a lash artist. Okay, so Alfira. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes? Out of all the beauty services out there, why did you choose to do lash extensions? Um, you want me to tell you the truth? Only the truth. <laughs> So I knew I always wanted to be a la- uh, I know I always wanted to be a business owner and um, somehow I uh, get into the beauty industry and I have been working in this industry for so long. Um, but to be honest, at the beginning, I really didn't know which area to jumpstart my business or what to do exactly. Um, but I know that you know, when you're in a business, it's better to rely on yourself than to bank on uh, an employee. I knew that I was going to hire staff to begin with, uh, but I thought it would be safer for me to have some sort of license as a backup. Um, Through research, I find out for lash extension, at least in the state of Texas, it only requires 320 hours Mm -hmm. of uh, time to get a, a license. So that is the reason that I signed up for lash extension, um, program and to got my license but truth be told when I started my business <laughs> I wanted to have a nail salon it was a big failure <laughs> how big <laughs> well let's just say uh, I got uh, myself a whole big salon and I got into a five-year lease and end up uh, not being able to run the nail salon part for two to three months I would wow. say uh and reality kicked in. Um, I had to pivot really quickly, um, but I knew that lash extension was a really de- good decision that I've made. Um, I have built really good clientele with the lash extension, uh, and I started having a lot of clients regularly coming back to me. Um, honestly, at the beginning, I really didn't know the all these advantages of lash extension and lash industry. Um, Like I said, that's the only reason that I got into this industry. Uh, But I was really good at it from the beginning. I don't know why. I think um, from uh, since I was a little girl, like I've always been really crafty. I was really good with my hands. Uh, That's probably one of the reasons that, you know, um, I was really natural at it. But I still had to learn and I worked really hard. And you know that... (laughs) I'm a bit of a workaholic now, so if I wanted to make something work, and I am kind of nonstop. So, um, yeah, uh, Lash Extension kind of rescued my business at that point. Uh, Little by little later, I add on the permanent makeup, so the rest is history. What about you? Well, I really agree with you because I think Lash Extensions, anybody can do. As long as you show up every day, you constantly practice, you have a good customer service, you show up for your clients. It's not all just about money. You are providing a service. Like It's almost like you, it sounds wrong, but you work for your client. You know what I mean? If you yeah. want to obtain a good business and have clients coming back to you and referring other people, you need to work for them. Exactly. And mm-hmm. like you said, in the state of Texas, 320 hours, I think it's amazing. Me coming from a different state and having to like think like, oh, I need to go to cosmetology or esthetician school. And I'm like... Why am I going to go for a whole year and spend all this money on something that I have no interest in doing? Correct. Mm-hmm. And then I came here and I was like, whoa, I can actually obtain a license. 
so quickly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you show up and you have good work and you're consistent, there's no reason you won't start making money really fast. Yes, uh, I really agree with you for everything that you have mentioned. But two points uh, that I kind of wanted to uh, mention about what you have just said. Uh, first one, um, you're right. You know, the part that I fell in love with this industry and till this day that I really, really love about what I do is because um, it, it, it's not because I'm trying to sound cliche, really, uh, because through day to day action, Every client that we serve, isn't this the truth? Like they come to us. I love this business because it's a happy business. Clients come to us. They really just wanted to feel beautiful. Um, You know, adding that layer of confidence to their daily routine, their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's really empowering. Um, And I genuinely mean that because, you know, when you feel good, when you feel beautiful, and that reflects to everything that you do, especially for women. Um, you know, 100%. it reflects to the job that you do. It fla- reflects into your career. And you as a mom, you as a partner, and all aspects of your life. So being the person who can be able to um, facilitate that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the part that I feel really, really, um, you know, like passionate about this uh, this industry uh, it's about two years that I have been doing this, and I truly, really, really enjoy it. What I, think I you do. do a really good job at it. <laughs> you do. And speaking of beauty, like it's funny that you said that. Like we make women feel beautiful. Like the thought that we wake up in the morning, and that's what we do. Like you can be feeling down or is going through something rough in your life, and you're like, okay, let me go treat myself, and you leave feeling so much better. And we were able to provide that for them. And I'm saying this because. That's literally the reason that I chose to do lashes because mm-hmm. I wasn't always, even, uh, what's the word, uh, secure? Like, feel secure? Uh-huh. Yeah, like the opposite of insecure. Confident. I confident. wasn't always confident, <laughs> but I always, when I got my lashes done, uh-huh. I felt like so beautiful. And then yeah. when COVID hit and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what, do I'm gonna do? what am I going to do with my life now? And then I just kept thinking about all the times that I felt so beautiful getting my lash extensions done. And I said, you know what? I want to make other women feel beautiful. And that mm-hmm. was literally why I started to do lashes. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And uh, that is really genuinely how we feel, right? Mm-hmm. That's what everything that I've said. Uh, it's not because I do this and that's what I'm trying to sell you. Uh, genuinely, that's how I feel. And earlier I mentioned there's two parts of like the points that I, you mentioned that I want to talk about. The second one is you mentioned you're in a different state. She used to do lash extension in Florida, and then she came here. Uh, the good thing is, this is a skill. Mm-hmm. There's no disaster, no bad relationship, nothing can take this away from you. You have it, and the more you work on it, the better you get. And doesn't matter what state that you move to, what country that you move to, you can always pick it back up and start creating something start do uh, running a business or whether you work for yourself or you go work for another person and that i think is the beauty of this industry um i'm an immigrant uh so you know after i came to this country i have done all kinds of odd jobs it was always <laughs> isn't this true it's always uh mm-hmm. falling into what i have to do just to pay the bills but Honestly, I've never felt really secure and confident about in terms of a career, right? 
um, after I came to this country. Um, I was born and raised in China. I went to uh, college there. Everything seemed to map out. And after I moved here, uh, I had to start from the bottom. And that will be a podcast topic for a different day. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, I never really had the sense of security in terms of career. And I felt like nobody because you have to work your way up from the bottom. Uh, but with after I fall into this uh, path, uh, like lash industry, it gave me so much confidence that I feel like I, I am somebody. I'm creating something, 100%. and I am uh, developing within a, a career in an industry, and that just uh, something that I feel really good about after I started this. I agree, cause you know, like I came here too. I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm considered an immigrant. Am I considered an immigrant? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you don't tell know. us? I don't know. Well, anyway. But are I, you born here? Or? No, I wasn't born here. So you are an immigrant. So I'm an immigrant. But it's like, I think I get it confused because my parents are from, like, my dad's from here. Oh, okay. So that's why sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not, and I grew up speaking English. But anyway, I came here. <clears throat> I always had learning disabilities. Uh-huh. So learning to read and write in English, like, I spoke it because that's what we spoke at home. But reading and writing... I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So when I moved here, I was 18 years old. I moved here by myself. I couldn't read and I couldn't write. <laughs> and I think the only reason I know how to read today is because of like the street signs and stuff like that. And people like, especially like in the United States, like, you know, education is so important. Yeah. Oh, well, let's not talk about, about China. China. <laughs> yeah. And my country is just like, they don't put such an emphasis on education. It's more like other things are important. like Making money. Family. Family. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll family. Probably we should talk about that another day. Yeah. Family's important in my country. Um, who you are as a person. Like, I feel like in my culture, like, we really always work on ourselves to be better, not just academically. Mm-hmm. But back to my point is, I came here and people were like, how are you going to do anything? You don't have a GED. You can't mm-hmm. read or write. Mind you, I did try to get a GED. They kicked me out of school after two weeks. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know me, I'm too hyper, I couldn't sit. And I really, I couldn't read, I couldn't write. I was doing like a sales job. I made a lot of money, but I was so depressed. I hated it. But that's why I like the beauty industry because I'm a hands-on person. I like people sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. It was just once I got into the beauty industry, it really changed my life. Like, it gave me, like I mentioned earlier, the confidence that mm-hmm. I never had. Yeah, I agree with that. And when you're talking, something really funny just came to my mind <laughs> because um, I went to medical school, right? Mm-hmm. I Smart had a, one here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a nerd. I was the cool you nerd. You still are the nerd. I, I still but am. the cool nerd, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell people I'm the nerd, I always get, like, uh, kind of, like, you know, side eye because mm-hmm. uh, most people don't believe me, but I, I, I have been a nerd my whole life. Anyhow, so <clears throat> I remember something uh, when you're talking. I have actually encountered a lot of people um, kind of quote unquote making fun of me. Like, what what are you doing? Like, you know, doing people's lashes. But I think at least in this country, right, in America, as long as um, you're like y- you're making money, you're doing something uh, like uh, good. I, I think it doesn't matter uh, like if you're a doctor or doing something like this, right? Um, what? Don't you, don't you agree? Something else? 
No, I, I it just because I think uh, it's probably also my own personal insecurity what do you mean that like your job is not good enough. Yeah, because uh, it's a hundred percent what you're saying. I was just thinking about that, and that's why like I had a hard time listening to you. There's a sentence in Hebrew that like I'll say it in Hebrew, which means that no matter what job you do, it's respectable to you yes. as long as you show up yes. and you do it with passion and love. And that's a, it's funny that you say that because when I started doing lash extensions and making more money than I ever made before, everybody was like, mm, you're a lash artist? Yes. But it's a great job. You yes. can build a future. You make people feel pretty. It gives yeah. you confidence. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to be ashamed of, yeah, I'm a yeah. lash artist. Exactly. And guess what? Whoever's making fun of you, you're probably swiping their credit cards because their wives are here mm-hmm. <laughs> or their girlfriends, right? <laughs> But yeah, I think it's also uh, my own uh, personal like insecurity, probably. Uh, You know, I came here, I went to school. um, I was raised in a really academic family. That is kind of like the background. Everybody is the bookworm. And it's all about, you know, like achieving something like really high up, like, you know, in the uh, academia. But that is not the path that I end up following after I immigrated here uh, mainly is because in the first uh, couple of years after I came here, um, I was in this constant immigration, um, like hardship, I would say, right? And because of that, um, I couldn't go to school at times. And when I finally be able to go to school, I became a single mom and I have to put food on, on the table. If I go out and pursuing uh, school and a degree, I couldn't be able to provide for my daughter um, that's why I start working all kinds of odd jobs. Um, but, you know, now that I have this, um, I have never felt uh, better, at least uh, in the past 10 years. So these are all of the advantages of this uh, industry, I would mm-hmm. say. I agree. So let's talk about some of the challenges. <laughs> There's a lot of challenges. Yeah. So what what do you think uh, would be your biggest challenge at the beginning of your career and um, what are the challenges you still have to to this day, I, I would say? Okay, definitely when I started, um, like I said, I didn't have confidence. Like I was always a very insecure person. Comparing yourself to others, you know, and it's like today, and it still a little bit makes me mad or like upset that like it's almost people value your work based on your Instagram performance. yes. That frustrates me a lot because, you know, we were just talking about this earlier. Like, I don't like being on camera. Uh Uh-huh. I made her even today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when I started, like, I refused to be on Instagram. Like, I'm like, okay, I'll take pictures of my work. I'll post it. But obviously, I'm not. I wasn't good at it. Uh Uh-huh. So even if my work was good, people didn't value that because my Instagram performance wasn't right. Yes. That was, like, a big challenge for me. And then also, like I said, comparing myself to others. Like, you, everybody has to start somewhere. Yes. And I think a lot of times people forget to show you where they started from. Like, we all start at point A. Nobody Mm -hmm. started at point B. Yeah. And so you, like, look at your work and you're like, oh, it doesn't look good. And hers does look good because that's all she's showcasing. And that's wrong. Yeah. That was, like, something that was really hard for me to remember all the time that we all have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. We all have to build up. And get better at our craft. Yes, I I really agree. I think uh, social media can be a double-edged source, right? Sword. Uh, sorry, English is my I third. I don't even know what you're saying. 
Oh, well, What's then kudos word? to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you really do have high vocabulary. <laughs> what was And it? that goes back to the nerd part. <laughs> What did you say? No, I'm saying social media can be a double-edged sword. Like, you know, there's good and bad, oh, yeah. right? Advantages and disadvantages. So uh, personally, I built my whole entire business with social media, uh, on Instagram in particular. So I don't have... A huge following on my Instagram because my business is local and I personally didn't cheat on the number of followers. Believe me, if I want to, I can. Anybody uh, could. Yeah, I think get, it's not right. Like that's yeah. again what I was saying about like Instagram. Like people have taken Instagram to be their life, and if that's you, good for you. Yeah, but all these other, fake followers. Yeah, but like at the um, end of the day, like it's also that, and then like the things that people like that. Instagram showcases you have to constantly remind yourself that it's not real yes because you can look at yourself and you're like why does she look like that and I look like this and that's not real exactly but I was talking about the advantages oh, so let's sorry <laughs> I'm getting my Instagram frustrations out <laughs> so I guess uh what I was saying is I did Uh, take full advantage of the 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 uh, good side of uh, social media or like uh, Instagram, right? Uh, to build a huge clientele and build a business uh, for that matter. But I think uh, just like Lee said, there are so many, uh, you know, downside comes with that because uh, we all have to start from somewhere, especially as a beginner artist, you are from your uh, day one comparing yourself with someone Uh, far down in the path of their career and you always feel less of and this is uh, this can fuel your uh, disappointment and eventually uh, can be the main reason that you have to quit uh, and I think like if I were to give advice to everybody who's out there struggling or simply wanted to get start and uh, start doubting yourself know that we have all been there uh, but look at me less than two years I have literally learn the skill, built a business, and now I have employees and I have a huge clientele. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. So you can do this. Uh, like just, I, um, I don't know if you guys know this, I have a YouTube channel. She does. <laughs> her and her daughter, they're so cute. That's another topic I probably will share with you guys. Uh, everything that you do uh, will contribute to your success later on. So it's really important to take action. We'll, we'll talk about that another day. But through my journey of uh, creating a YouTube channel, I have learned so much about filming, creating content. Sorry, my phone just dropped. Let's just kind of ignore that. <laughs> so um, like uh, I learned so much through my journey of creating a YouTube channel Uh, how to create content, how to be able to speak in front of a camera and all of this stuff, right? Uh, but it's doable. And English is my third language. Now... Show uh, off. No, uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit because uh, I work really hard for it. It's my third But, language, not my second. No, actually, I keep saying that uh, not because I was trying to brag okay. because... No, it's okay. I have thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was trying to say is... I'm not saying this in a sense that I wanted to brag, but rather I wanted to actually give you more confidence because if someone like me uh, can do this, of course you can do it. You can actually do it even better than me because 
uh, this is pure hard work and consistency. You just have to keep doing it. Uh, even that if you're doing it wrong, uh, even that you don't feel like it, just keep going. And this is exactly what I say to uh, my students when I do training. And this is exactly what I say to all of my staff. Uh, earlier, Lee was telling uh, you guys that she doesn't like to be in front of a camera. I Trust me. Don't. <laughs> she knows it. Like anybody that knows me will tell you like, you can't even take a picture of me. I don't want to take a picture with you. I. It makes me like want to cry because my nerves just get to me. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. And Alfira was like, you're going to do reels and you're going to show up and you're just going to do it. And I was just like, and I think it's a lot of like, I'm going to say it. It's like you're scared of what are people going to say about mm -hmm. you and am I going to look good? It just insecurities. And I was just like, excuse my language, but F it, you know? Yeah. And now I'm doing podcasts. I can't believe you have me here. I'm hot. Okay. And reels. Uh-huh. You just got to face your demons, I guess. And Yes. Sure. Earlier, aren't we watching some of my YouTube channel? I I want her to go back and watch all of my videos. So you think I, I have that kinda, much time on my hands? Oh, I'm hoping. <laughs> so I'm skipping the clips, but I was showing her and I noticed some of the videos that I did. It sounds like I was screaming, aren't I? Well, because remember how we spoke about that you didn't have that, like, um, you know how we now we record? Oh, yeah. I didn't have the good uh, audio uh, equipment. Mm -hmm. And simply because I just didn't know better, you know, these are the things that over time you can improve upon, which I did. Uh, even my language, I became more natural at speaking in front of a camera. And that is not something that I feel comfortable at the beginning. I was telling her in order to record a 30 second long video, it took me a whole week. It really did. Why uh, because I will. Are like, you criticizing yourself? Yes, and also I will uh, not be really fluent uh, and I constantly like mess it up and I have to re-record it. Uh, just so many different like, you know, parts that I have to adjust and eventually like, you know, I will record it and it will fall apart and I'll tell myself, okay, I'm going to wake up the next day, I'll do it again and I do and I mess up again. Uh, so, it, you know, just things like that. But um, one of the things that, even myself uh, that I admire about myself. It's just I really didn't give up. I just kept doing it. And don't like, do I not think that sometimes like, oh, the people who are watching are they make fun of me? Of course, I do have those uh, insecure moments. But and then, uh, you know, after a while, you get over it. Uh, people do respond if you keep on the consistency um, because you're not going to uh, go out there and please everybody. But the people who you can impress by uh, constantly showing up, uh, they they can uh, turn into your followers, your fan or your clients, um, you know, eventually your friends. And that happened to me mm -hmm. um, in my business. I agree. I feel like we got so sidetracked about all this like Instagram and social media. <laughs> because I think it really is a big subject, especially like in the generation that we live in. Mm hmm. It's like Instagram and social media. It puts so much pressure on you. And even me that I'm like, I'm about to turn 27 and I am kind of part of that Instagram generation. For me, it's draining. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't live in the 90s or the 80s, but I tell my dad all the time. I'm like, I miss the old days, even though I didn't live there. <laughs> it really does because everything's so fake and it bothers me. That's true. So, uh Let's talk about another... Uh, Let's talk about what we're supposed to talk about. 
Yeah, let's go back to the lash extension, <laughs> right? And I was gonna say uh, another thing I just uh, came up uh, to me is the fact that don't you agree? Because now you got into permanent makeup as well, mm -hmm. compared to any other beauty services, right? Another big thing that I love about lash extension is that once you build that clientele, that mm -hmm. they become your regular clients. They're your friends. They're your friends. But, because uh, sorry, uh -huh. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I love lash extensions. Like today I was doing lip blush. Yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. More money. But lash extension is just so creative. Uh -huh. Like you can, it's art. You can create whatever you choose to create on your client's eyes. If they have mm -hmm. bigger eyes, you can make them smaller. Whoop, I'm a plastic surgeon too. Yes. Like there's just so many different things that you can do with it. Uninvasive plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> for real cosmetic <laughs> but yeah it, it's true mm -hmm. that's what i love about it another thing is like literally every two weeks three weeks your client is knocking on your door and it's it's almost impossible that you don't become friends right mm -hmm. you know there are dark uh secrets oh my god the things my clients tell me but i'm not gonna tell you guys no, literally. of course not. We have a lash, Cli no, lash artist slash uh, client confidentiality uh, agreement. <laughs> no, but like, honestly, I even have clients. It may not be everybody, but you're going to have those few people that they'll literally look you straight in the eyes and be like, even if you move three hours away. I'm going to come and see you. And uh -huh. you have clients like Oh, yeah. That. Speaking of three hours, I have, believe it or not, you probably think I'm making this up. I have clients drive from Austin mm -hmm, to come to get lash extension with me. And the other day, Jordan came here. If you're watching, Jordan, hi. <laughs> we love you here. Mm -hmm. She literally will drive, like, did she say 80 miles, 90 miles? Something like that, yeah. She told me so many times the, uh, the town that she lives in. I forgot, but yeah, um... So she drives that far to come do her refills with me. And honestly, first of all, it's so flattering. I love that. It gives me so much more confidence when my clients are uh, coming all the way for me. But and then also, uh, you know, for me, it's the relationship that we build that I truly just really cherish, even though these girls, if God forbid, which I hope you guys keep coming back to me. <laughs> don't leave Please us. don't leave me. But uh, even if one day they decided not to come back uh, here because it's too far or whatever reason, I will still be forever grateful, you know, for someone to value you that much, to constantly coming back to you for your business. It, it, I mean, it means everything to me. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. That's sweet of you. Yeah. <laughs> No, it really does because they don't have to. There's they don't have to. So yeah. many of us out there and exactly. great, great lash artists. But I think it's also important to say that it's not always about your work. Someone's work may be better than yours, but somebody might choose you because of the feeling that you give them or the way you show up for them mm -hmm. and the customer service and the environment. So those are really things that are also as important as your execution of the mm -hmm. lash set. I'm so sorry we had an equipment failure, so I had to cut it and come back up again. So I totally forgot about what I was saying. <laughs> I don't remember either. It's been a long day. So uh, let let me ask you, like, how do you feel after working here? I love it. Like, remember, maybe it was like 
two or three weeks into working for you, and I you asked us a question. I don't remember what it was, but I answered saying, like, you feel like my friend, uh-huh. but also uh, not authority. What's the word? Like, um, you talk mommy. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, I know you're my boss. If you say something, I'm gonna listen. I'm always in respect to, but you're my friend. Yes. And okay, put that aside. Like. I love working here. You know, when I reached out to you, I was moving back to Houston from Dallas, and I said, hey, listen, I want to come work for you. Like, I wanted to work for you because I loved what you put out there. Like, I liked your mm-hmm. charisma. Oh, thank you. I did. And, you know, funny to say, I don't know if I ever told you this, no. but at the interview, I was so scared of you. Really? Because I know <laughs> I understood. I was like, she's not like, okay, so on the phone we spoke, right? And you uh-huh. were like, okay, so you told me that. Let me get back. Let me go back. Uh-huh. You were like, I'd love to hire you, but, you know, you're going to have to hustle. I appreciated your realness. Like, you Uh told me, like, hey, at the moment, it may be slow. I'm not promising you nothing. If you want, you can show up. And I was okay with that Mm -hmm. because I was okay with it because I respected your honesty. And I did speak to multiple people that wanted to hire me, but they weren't honest with me, Uh you know, like you were. And then you were, like, so nice on the phone. I'm like, I like this lady. And, you know, I'm very friendly and outgoing. And then when I come to the interview, and you have very serious eye contact. You're I very do. good with that. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, I was dying in the chair. And you were very cold with me. But And then I was like, what? She's so fake on the phone, right? Uh-huh. But then once I got to know you and you told me, like, you had such a bad experience with previous employees. I really did. Uh-huh. I understood why you were the way you were, like, you were your natural self. But mm-hmm. when you saw me, you were like... You were scared, and I yeah. can understand that, but I wanted to come work here. I didn't care. I was like, you know what, maybe she's, I don't know. I gave you the benefit of the doubt because I just really had good energy from you. Uh-huh. And yeah, you, I came in, and I've, I've loved it. Like, I've never actually worked for somebody in the beauty industry, and this is like my little family. Like, you yeah. and Clara, like, we mm-hmm. got really close really fast. Yes, we really did. I think it's also mainly because I really liked you. And, um, you know, from the beginning when I hired you, I was hoping to get someone who was a go-getter, which is really difficult to do. Uh, But when I hired you, um, you really did all of those things and really quickly start building your clientele, which I really, really admired. Um, So I don't know about if I were being cold. I think I was being serious and then also a little bit more concerned about how this relationship is going to work out. I think you were just being distant and that's fair. Yeah. But it just wasn't the first, it wasn't what I saw on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I understand why. Yeah. Uh, Mainly it's because like you mentioned earlier, I had really bad experience with, uh, you know, staff hiring people and having people to work for me. Uh, so we probably have to create and I'm already having uh, so have, many yeah, different topics for, <laughs> <laughs> for my podcast, but I'll do another video uh, specifically about this topic. I think it's really important to know this uh, mm-hmm. as a business owner, if you are in the beauty industry or lash industry in particular, and you want to know how to hire artists, uh, probably should uh, get more information about that just from my own experience. Um I wanted to pay my staff for their time at the beginning when I first started my business, mainly because there are good days and there are bad days. And I want my artists to make money uh, when uh, it's slow. Right. But I realized really quickly that that structure is really not going to work out for this uh, particular business, because if someone takes four hours 
to do a whole set of lash extension. Uh, if I pay for their time, they make more money. And if I finish it in one and a half hours mm -hmm. and I did a better job, why should I get paid less? And it's not a fair pay uh, structure. And I think that's one of the reasons they really didn't work out. Uh, another reason is because, um, like, I, f I don't know if I truly feel bad for saying this, but this is just the truth. Um, by having that kind of uh, like payment structure with your staff, you are always end up with the war slash artists, the freeloaders, uh, the one just like, you know, sitting there. The ones um, that don't want to work hard for Exactly. The ones that just want to come here to take advantage. So instead, um, I wanted to empower my artists. And um, these girls, they don't work for me. They work with me. And they are my artists. I never call them just technicians. So if you were to know the difference between technician and lash artists is that lash artists, they are able to design and customize a lash extension style. And know really the uh your facial structure and the eye shape and they can be able to design uh a lash extension style and know that what works best for you and these are the lash artists right and they have a better retention a better work quality and this is lash artists i would say so all of my artists um they work for themselves but and then i gave them higher percentage they're more motivated to go get their clients they they become more efficient uh, but nonetheless, I the you mentioned another thing. I was really upfront and honest is because um, this is kind of becoming my uh, policy in terms of everything in my life these days. Uh, if you're upfront and honest, and it's actually better for everybody. It's better for mm -hmm. you. It's better for the person who's gonna come work for you. Uh, because the boundaries is established set, yeah. exactly and they just come and fit into that uh, like you know structure and everybody is like you know just working together it either work or if it doesn't work uh, it's business there's no hard feelings and you know uh, if it doesn't work out I wish uh, them the best but if they're gonna be here they have to do their best and it's going to uh, reflect on the entire business, right? Uh, Fairy Beauty uh, Studio uh, as an entire uh, like business and also each and every person because your clients are going to notice that your, um, your co-workers, like you're not giving burden to your co-workers and also like, you know, as a business owner. Um, so if individual artists is making money, business is making money and I'm making money and everybody's happy, right? If one uh, kind of like chain in the, well, like one loop in the chain kind of like doesn't work and everything mm -hmm. falls apart. 100%. So, um, yeah, I think that's uh, kind of like uh, the background story when it comes to uh, Lee coming and working for me. But I'm so grateful that it turned out that I way. I know, me too. But really, like the way that I saw it, because like some of my friends and family were like, why would you go somewhere where they're like, not busy at the moment or something like that. But the way I saw it was as a gold mine. Yeah. I'm like, she's giving me a place to work, a mm -hmm. great place to work at a great location. The salon is beautiful. She's professional. She's giving me supplies. She's giving me good percentage. And then she gives me a whole client list of over a thousand clients. And mm -hmm. all I need to do is pick up the phone and introduce myself. 
that's a gold mine. Yeah. For somebody to look at it and be like, oh, I need to work too hard. Then maybe you don't want what you're working towards hard enough. Yes. But yeah, like you said, I'm really, really happy I came here. Like, yes. It's, now I'm I wake forced- up in the morning, I'm like excited to go to work. Oh, it, oh, it doesn't feel like work, you know? Yeah. It doesn't. Oh, I'm really happy to hear that. Really. Like, especially for someone like me who struggled so much uh, in terms of hiring uh, artists. And now that having uh, girls that are so amazing working here. Did you know that I, uh, I actually end up hiring you when I almost gave up on hiring? Yeah, you told me that. But like when I saw that, you know, and you spoke about that a lot. Wait, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're getting nervous. I, no, I'm not getting nervous. My mind I is I feel going. like our uh, podcast today is just really flowing and I'm having so much fun. I am having fun, but my brain is just going, you know, like like a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> Flatlining. Flatlining. See, you've been no better English than me. Okay, what we're talking about. Oh, um... You know, like you told me, and I could like really see your pain because I know how important like customer uh, services for you and your customer like relationship, the relationship that you have with your clients and me reaching out to some clients. And they're like, you know, they didn't want to come back after they were your client. And yeah. I know that you do great work simply because you hired somebody mm-hmm. and they ruined that relationship yes. for you. For me, I took that as like, I need to fix that relationship. Yeah. And there were like people that you told me that. Like, you couldn't believe that they came back because they weren't happy and now they're my regular clients. Exactly. And think about it. uh, Even when I do the training or when I train, like when I train students or when I do uh, train new staff, I always tell them, your clients are not just coming here investing their money. They're also investing their time. Their time, their energy, a whole lot of things. Exactly. Lash extension is a luxury service. So... It's not like everybody can regularly maintain uh, having lash extensions. So the ones that do come here, they're either it's a uh, lifestyle or uh, it's because they can afford it. So for girls like that, their time is valuable. So if you are delivering a crappy job, they're not going to come back because even if you offer to refund their money, they will be more upset because you're wasting, it, their, time. You're wasting their time. Uh, for example, I'm a really busy person and I now uh, get lash extension all the time. If my artists uh, do a crappy job, believe me, I will give you my money just because you did invested your time to do my lashes. But you will believe that I will be so upset that you wasted two, three hours of my time and I end up doing this and I have to go back somewhere else to invest another two hours of my time to get another full set. And that is why I always tell my staff to do a better job you get paid with the quality that you deliver and somehow a lot of girls like they really don't value the the customer service and they don't see the longevity of uh like one client's value you know to your business um so yeah like when you reaching out to people at the beginning which i told you like when you're uh, building uh, clientele when you reach out to people like every time when someone complain on the phone it's like like someone is stabbing me in the heart because I poured in my heart and my soul to this business to make it work. And hiring someone in nature is just really uh, difficult. And what I do, and it kind of happened that way. And sometimes it's out of my control. Of course, I take full responsibility in terms of like, you know, maybe I didn't do a, be- a good job uh, hiring. But, but there's then some also- things like, I mean, like, I think it's good to take responsibility, but 
Also, like, every individual, if you're going to show up yeah. and go to work for somebody else, like, you need to take a billion things into consideration. Like, yeah. you're, for example, you're a single mom. You have a daughter to mm-hmm. feed. You know, your whole life is involved in this business. If you can't show up and give your 110%, don't show up at all. You're only ruining it for somebody else. Yeah, but, well, it's really um, nice that you say that. But, uh, you know, after I became a business owner, I realized that most people don't have that quality. They get into a career or or they get into a new job. Let's just say that um, if they can just sit there and get paid and not do anything, and that is the goal, and then they're walking around and complaining why they're not successful, why they're paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I can tell you in any industry, you can make something out of uh, out of yourself if you truly work harder than uh, like harder for yourself, then work hard on your job, right? If you every day show up trying to do better, trying to do better in terms of like your customers or deliver the results. If you do that every day, you as an individual is going to improve. And that will translate into, you know, your paycheck, mm-hmm. your career, uh, your relationship with your uh, your boss and, you know, your coworkers and everything. But I think, unfortunately, the sad thing is everybody is complaining about their job. Everybody is complaining about what they do and everybody is complaining about they're not making money. But being on the other end of the dynamic and, you know, hiring people I tell you, it's never lack of opportunity. I really, truly believe in that. I feel like now I'm becoming more and more tough in terms of that. Um, it, also, people you know, just like, make too much excuses and they don't work hard enough. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'm sorry. When you're hiring somebody, it's like dating someone. You know what I mean? Not everybody is going to be the right fit. Yeah. Not everybody's going to fit into your work, into this environment of your salon, and you might not be right for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's not always like maybe I made the wrong choice of maybe the wrong decision of hiring so-and-so. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah. But I think... Like maybe she could be a great employee somewhere else, you know? Yeah. I don't know where. (laughs) But I think like what boggles my mind, right? I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, What boggles my mind is the fact that if someone invested like almost a year of like uh, three to six months of their time to go get the license right oh, i don't understand that either. you have to fulfill those hours in order to get your license and then you show up to work i have hired so many girls like after they got their license they show up they don't know what the hell they're doing and when I ask them, they tell me like, oh, the teacher didn't teach me and this and that excuses. OK, like I will give that 50 percent. I'll give that excuse uh, like I valid that for 50 percent. But the other 50 percent, I'm like, if I were you, if I invested three to six months of my time to sit there, if my teacher is crappy, which sometimes, unfortunately, you do run into that situation, mm-hmm. Um, I, by the way, I got kicked out of my, <laughs> of your beauty school, beauty school, we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, but if you do that, you should at least need to like start doing researching, Googling, schmoogling and YouTubing mm-hmm. to figure it out for yourself. Cause you have to think like, okay, what about if I go work for somebody else? Like what kind of results am I going to be able to offer? Or if I have work for myself, 
what do I offer my clients? I can't make the excuse and say like, oh, um, you know, like my teacher was crappy. Why do your clients uh, care? You know, I think in the beauty industry, like, you know, you have those like hairdressers. I maybe uh-huh. less today. Where she went to school 50 years ago and she's never learned anything since. Uh-huh. And then you have that hairdresser that continually, continue, continuously, <laughs> continues learning. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like you mm-hmm. have to, what's the word? Like be more up to date. education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when I came to work here, I did lashes for two years straight. Then I didn't do lashes for almost two years. I didn't do it all. When I came here. My work wasn't as good as it is today. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be open to take criticism mm-hmm. and learn. Yeah. Always learn, learn, learn. Yeah. I think me as, uh, you know, as a mentor and also as a business owner, I'm never afraid of mistakes. I've never fired anybody for, you know, making mistakes. But what I cannot accept is someone who couldn't take criticism who wouldn't uh, improve upon that and get really defensive. And that I cannot work with. Uh, It's better that relationship just ended fast. So everybody moves on and I move on, go get more qualified people. And I think that person should go move on. Maybe this is not the thing for them and go find some something else uh, that is more suitable for them. Because at the end of the day, you can always find a new career and you can always make more money, but you cannot, uh, you know, get more time. So, um, that's just what I believe now. I agree. So I think we had a great, uh, discussion, but I would love to know, uh, what other topics that you guys, uh, are interested Mm in, uh, knowing, uh, I'm just starting this podcast. Um, so I really want to know, please, uh, engage with us and leave a comment and let us know uh you can also reach out to us on our instagram and message us uh i always always love to hear from you guys whether you're my regular client or a potential client or someone who have been following us and haven't pulled the trigger uh every single one of you i really wanted to hear from you uh so yeah until next time uh i'll see you soon bye guys bye